heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. All right. Conservatives are noticing the censoring of free speech probably more now than at any time in U.S. history. But it seems like very few are asking themselves, why? What is it about this particular time in history that the government wishes to silence our voices? I want you to take a moment and really ponder the possibilities of the ramifications of changing or losing our unalienable right to freely criticize our nation's government. Then think of the last few decades where our own government has been urging citizens of other nations to speak out and even overthrow tyranny in their nation. What would give a country in the Middle East and its citizens more liberty than in our own nation in the eyes of our government? You're listening to The Voice of a Nation, and I am Tim Alders filling in for Malcolm on one of the few remaining media outlets, AmericaOutloud.com, that still allows free thought and free speech. When people talk of freedom, of writing, speaking, or thinking, I cannot choose but to laugh. No such thing ever existed. No such thing exists now, but I hope it will exist. But it must be hundreds of years after you and I shall write and speak no more. That isn't my words. That's our founding father, John Adams' words. He recognized the lack of the ability to speak and think freely all throughout the world leading up to the forming of our nation. Yet they still believed it could happen. That is why it was not only included into the Bill of Rights, it was placed first among them. This hour, I will repeat in different ways the importance of this basic liberty in hopes that one will resonate with you. Remember Amendment 1 of our Bill of Rights? Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. The question I'm going to pose to you is if this liberty placed first among our founding documents by the people who created this nation, why is it we allow media, government, and a few rich elite to silence us? Freedom of speech, as spoken by Benjamin Franklin in the Pennsylvania Gazette, is a principal pillar of free government. When the support is taken away, the constitution of a free society is dissolved. George Washington gave a freedom of speech address. You can find it in the March 15, 1783 address to officers of his army at the liberty of Congress. Quote, for if men are to be precluded from offering their sentiments on a matter which may involve the most serious and alarming consequences that can invite the consideration of mankind, reason is of no use to us. The freedom of speech may be taken away, and dumb and silent we may be led like sheep to the slaughter. This is how important freedom of speech is. We have to step up and defend this, but how? How do we unite against a government so powerful? You have to think about what you're willing to sacrifice to fight for this. Now, I'm going to give you my analysis of the quote by George Washington on freedom of speech. 
This quotation by George Washington on freedom of speech is important because it shows the fear which the founders regarded limiting rights. Many then and now want to restrict the rights of the average person. Freedom of speech is often quickly restricted when tyrants are able to restrict it. Because of that, it has to be defended. It can't be surrendered in the name of limiting hate speech. It can't be limited because some speech makes some people uncomfortable. We should always strive to speak decently and respectfully with one another. But the reality is that will not always be the case. Humanity has this mean streak and you cannot legislate it from people. But as George Washington points out, the right to free speech should never be allowed to a trophy. It is far too important if we allow it to a trophy, then soon we will no longer be able to verbally defend ourselves. And to me, that is why it is so sad that Americans are no longer standing up to defend free speech. On college campuses across the nation, radical students advocate for placing arbitrary and authoritarian limits on free speech. Similarly, politicians on both sides of the aisle aim to hinder reporting and speech that they disagree with. Republicans slam news sites like CNN for fake news. Many times that news is fake, and they are right to criticize it. Other times they are only using the fake news moniker to strike back at stories that they disagree with. On the other side of the aisle, Democrats attack any speech they disagree with by labeling it hate speech. By calling it that, they hope to shut down any of the debates brought up by so-called hate speech. In some cases, they may be right, and the speech they call hate speech is truly evil. Sadly, however, they often just label speech hate speech so they don't have to have a thoughtful debate about it. I think that part of what is being said by George Washington on freedom of speech is that we shouldn't label any speech fake news or hate speech. We honestly should stop labeling people left or right, and we should stop allowing ourselves to be divided by race. But unfortunately, this is what is being taught in our schools today. Government today wants us separated. Why? Have to ask yourself why. Because then our rights are so much easier to strip away from us. Instead, I truly wish we could have thoughtful and respectful debates about all ideas that are brought up by anyone. But anyone who watches our elected officials know that they are not setting this example, nor do they wish to. Just think if we could have adult conversations again in this nation. Through doing so, we could make and preserve the wonderful American tradition of freedom of speech while also making sure that lies and racist drivel are regarded as such. Because it's always going to exist. You cannot end hatred in the hearts of people. You just can't do it. So there will always be hatred and drivel that is spoken by people, but you can separate it from fact from fiction, right? Remember, good ideas and bad ideas are both protected by freedom of speech. While you might disagree with what someone says, they still have a right to say it. Always remember that and always defend free speech. If we don't listen to the advice in the quote by George Washington on freedom of speech, then soon we will be in the sorry state that he warns about, dumb and unable to defend ourselves. Like George Washington stated, we will be sheep ready to be slaughtered. Mr. Washington was far from the only founder to be concerned with free speech. Here are some of the sayings and some of the thought processes of some of our others. This is Benjamin Franklin on freedom of speech. Quote, 
and this was July 9th, 1722, printed in the New England Courant. It was a letter from uh, Silence Do Good. Without freedom of thought, there can be no such thing as wisdom and no such thing as public liberty without freedom of speech. He also said, and I quote, in those wretched countries where a man cannot call his tongue his own, he can scarce call anything his own. Whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must begin by subduing the freeness of speech, a thing terrible to public traitors. He wrote that in 1722 at the age of 16. 16 years old and he recognized freedom of speech. Just think, what are our our 16-year-olds think today? They are following the educational guidelines that that freedom of speech is hatred and, and it should be stopped and censored. Let's be honest, if everyone tried to censor their thoughts or speech until they were 100% positive they would not offend someone, nothing would ever be written or spoken again. That quote comes from me, Tim Allers, 2021. Freedom of speech is a principal pillar of a free government. When this support is taken away, the constitution of a free society is dissolved. That was printed in the Pennsylvania Gazette. You have to look at it. We would have very little printed and very little spoken if we had to censor everything based on on truth or opinion. Thomas Jefferson, one of the most famous of our, our founding fathers, and one of my favorite, said, quote, I will now add what I do not like. First, the omission of a Bill of Rights, providing clearly and without the aid of sophism, for freedom of religion, freedom of the press, protection against standing armies, restriction of monopolies, the eternal and unremitting force of the habeas corpus laws and trials by jury, and all matters of fact, triable by the law of this land and not by the laws of a nation. He wrote that in a letter to James Madison in 1787. He said, if a nation expects to be ignorant and free in a state of civilization, it expects what never was and never will be. The functionaries of every government have propensities sites to command at the will the liberty and properties of their constituents. There is no safe deposit for these but within themselves, nor can they be safe without them without information where the press is free. Thomas Jefferson wrote that to Colonel Charles Yancey, January 6, 1816. He also wrote, no government ought to be without censors, and where the press is free, no one ever will. What he's saying there is that if freedom of speech is taken away, no one will ever be free. Because if you can't freely criticize somebody, if you can't do it without being censored or shut down from a government, how can you speak out when the government does something wrong? Because they're going to say, no, there's nothing wrong with what we're doing right now, so shut up. What you're saying is is not factual. Well, if you caught somebody stealing and you call them a thief, they're going to say, no, they're not a thief. They're going to deny it, just like our, our government does today. They deny what they do wrong. In a letter to William Green Mumford on June 18, 1799, and the reason I give you the dates of things that I'm saying is I want you to be able to go to the Library of Congress, look it up, and make sure I'm not making this stuff up. Quote, to preserve the freedom of the human mind and the freedom of the press, every spirit should be ready to devote itself to martyrdom. 
For as long as we may think as we will and speak as we think, the condition of man will proceed in improvement. That's a powerful word. Are you willing to sacrifice yourself for martyrdom for freedom of speech? I doubt many people today would go to the lengths that our founding fathers went to to secure the unalienable rights that God gave us. And I use the term unalienable. Sometimes I use um, unalienable, but the correct term is unalienable. From the Old English Dictionary, the dictionary that the founders would have used, it means that no man can lean what God gave us. Our founding fathers, like Thomas Jefferson, believed our liberty depends on the freedom of the press, and that cannot be limited without being lost. Yet, government today wants to limit what we're able to do and say. Why is that? Jefferson also said, and I have a lot from Jefferson because Jefferson was highly respected. His books were given to John Adams from the Enlightenment era. They utilized a lot of his thought processes in the founding of this nation, the drafting of the Declaration, the amendments, and the, the drafting of the Constitution. Quote, were it left to me to decide whether we would have a government without newspapers or newspapers without government, I would not hesitate a moment to prefer the latter. Jefferson would have preferred open news sources than government if he had to choose between the two. He wrote a letter to a gentleman named Elbridge Jerry on January 26, 1799, and he said, quote, I am for freedom of the press against all violations of the Constitution to silence by force and not by reason. The complaints or criticism, just or unjust, of our citizens against the conduct of their agents. Basically, what he's saying is whether you're, you're correct or incorrect, you have a right to speak out against government. You have a right to say what you want to against your own government. Yet, our government today um, hates it when the citizens of this nation speak out against them. They really, truly get offended that you would have the gall to speak out against what they're doing, right or wrong. And, And you could do it either way. He also said, quote, the press confined to truth needs no other legal restraint. The public judgment will correct false reasonings and opinions on a full hearing of all parties and no other definite line can be drawn between the liberty of the press and its demoralizing um, ability to produce, unquote. And I put that sort of in in English terms for you, Sort sort of brought it down to a level that you can understand. What it's basically saying there is, yeah, the press can be wrong, but if we're not holding the press accountable, if we're not disseminating before right and wrong, truth and lies, then we'll believe anything that the press says. And that's been a huge problem in American society today, is many people take what is said on radio, or TV as absolute truths. We have to decide, as Americans, before I move on and and go into uh, some of the other discussions on free speech, I want you to understand the reason America Out Loud exists is to hopefully educate people and unite people, conservatives and liberals, into who the true enemy is. And it's government. 
government wants to use the resources of press, the resources of large corporations like Facebook and Twitter to get their message of hate and divide out there. Because if, if we focus 100% of our attention on attacking each other, we'll never pay attention to the loss of liberties in this nation. And we'll lose more liberties every day. I honestly, as a constitutionalist, cannot say that we are any longer a constitutional republic. And that's very hard for me to say and very sad for me to say. And others might disagree with that statement. But honestly, after what happened on January 6th, after the two impeachments of uh, former President Trump by the new administration and the old administration, we recognize that what they hate the most was not the former president himself, but the ability the former president had to unite people against government. Sort of like our founding fathers had. They had the ability to unite the colonies against the King of England and against what they felt were unjust encroachments into their personal liberties. That's why they took the journey to find freedom, where it came from, that it came from God, not man, because if it comes from man, then man can yank it away. We, we have to look. Congress has always attacked free speech. Our Supreme Court has ruled on free speech throughout the decades of the existence of the Supreme Court, sometimes in favor uh, of free speech and other times against. I'll give you one example. It's uh, Terminello versus Chicago. The Supreme Court limits the scope of the fighting words doctrine. Writing for the majority, Justice William O. Douglas says that the function of free speech is to invite dispute It may indeed best serve its high purpose when it induces a condition of unrest, creates dissatisfaction with conditions as they are, or even stir people to anger. If this was the case, why did we attack our former president for the words fight? Think about that. Think about what the Supreme Court Justice William O. Douglas said and what our Congress is trying to do with regards to former President Trump on an ongoing basis because his words create anger. And it's a just anger, in my opinion. We we have a right to be angry at our current government. We have a right to use the words fight. We have the right to alter and abolish the government. Remember, our Constitution gives us the power, not the government. And President Trump, former President Trump, I have to say former, even though to me he'll always be uh, my president. I, I believe the elections were stolen, but that's a topic for another day. But in order for us to... Fight back against government. If we can't use our words, what can we use, folks? If we can't have discussions and call our government out for corruption and tyranny, 
without being put on some list which the Democrats want. They want a government right now to address what they call extremists. Now, extremists in their mind are conservatives, Christians, faith, people of faith, people of family. They consider you and I extremists because we care about liberty. Isn't that a sad state of affairs? Isn't that exactly what the founding fathers stood up against? Like I've said before, I'm glad to be in the same boat as the founders of our nation are in the eyes of King George and in the eyes of our current government. They were tyrannical. They were extremists. They were terrorists. They fought for liberty and freedom. And whenever you have people trying to take away liberty or freedom, you'll always have people ready to label those opposed to them. And that's what's happening today. They're opposed to us standing up, trying to fight, trying to defend our liberty, trying to do what's right in this nation. We have to decide. I can't decide for you. And nobody on America Out Loud can tell you what to do. What we can try to do is inform you, educate you, give you places to start your research, and hopefully you'll, you'll look. Hopefully you'll open your mind. Hopefully you'll be able to use adult conversation to, to try and sway others over to the side of liberty. It's going to be a hard journey. It's not going to be easy. We've had this indoctrination going on for generations in our, in our communities, in our states, in our federal government that is trying to tell people that liberty is not yours, that they know more about what is best for your life than you do. Government should be more appalled with the debt they've placed us in than what happened at the Capitol on January 6th. They should be more upset about leaving us vulnerable to countries like China, countries like Russia, than they are about citizens hating what they're doing. Why is it that we, as a society are not willing to make those sacrifices? That's a question you're going to have to ask and answer for yourself. I saw over a million people in in Washington on January 6th that were were willing to sacrifice, that were able to stand up and peacefully protest. Now, there were those who got carried away in the heat of the moment and might have broke some windows, and unfortunately, some people were injured. But... You think people weren't injured during the Boston Tea Party? You think people weren't injured in, in, the, in the Revolutionary War? You think people weren't injured when um, England was going door to door trying to search for what they considered revolutionists? Are you willing to sacrifice in order to maintain liberty and freedom? That, that's like I said, that's your question. In the second half of the show, we're going to go over um, more things. But I want you to look up the history of free speech through the Supreme Court and see how often the Supreme Court changes its tone on free speech, depending on 
which political party, which thought process is in charge of the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court's not all it was cracked up to be, folks. It has become a place where personal opinion and politics outweigh the supreme law of the land, our Constitution. Once again, folks, you're listening to The Voice of a Nation. I'm Tim, filling in for Malcolm. There are many other great hosts on this station talking about all different topics and not just way conservative hosts. There's others. Great people of great minds. We enjoy having conversations with each other. Um, Reach out and look at the website and find other hosts and listen to their shows. Find out what they're talking about. Find out what they're doing and try and promote them and share it. Because in order for us to get the message out, we need all of you. We can't do it on our own. We can't drag people and force them to listen to these educational programs. We need you to invite your friends, your families, your neighbors, um, your social media to participate with us in trying to restore our country's constitution and the supreme law of the land. And I'll see you on the flip side. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. Well, my fellow Americans, how did you feel watching footage on the news of domestic terrorists looting our stores and burning our cities down? Uh, You were probably disgusted and angry as much as I was. It's disturbing what's going on. Well, you'd be shocked to know that your shopping habits are supporting these extremists. Companies like Amazon, Nike, Disney, FedEx, it's an endless list. And they've been supporting these radical groups. Let's stop supporting companies that fund these extremist groups. We can all do our part. Visit shoptotheright.com and you'll find businesses in a nationwide database and companies that are aligned with our American values. Visit shoptotheright.com and let's all make a difference. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. AmericaOutloud.com is the voice of liberty and justice for all. For Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech, Canceling any of the freedoms that our Constitution guarantees is not an option. Five years on the air and we will not be silenced. 
America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. libertyatamericaoutloud.com. One of the biggest targets of the progressive liberals in this second civil war in America, and I call it the second civil war in America, it's happening even though we're not fighting on the streets, there's no weapons being used. America's been at war for decades between the progressive left and the constitutionalists on the other side. But the biggest target they seem to be attacking right now one of them at least is freedom of speech for all citizens they go on the rampage against any word picture or symbol that runs counter to their precious socialist communist agenda in pathetic attempts to erase and rewrite history it was this very fear of times like this that sparked the founding fathers to put freedom of speech religion and the press as the first amendment in the constitution the three of them together share one common goal which is to ensure that unpopular and, yes, even hurtful and hateful points of view are not stamped out of existence. They knew that there would always be people saying dumb things, but they have a right to say it because God gave them that right. You can't punish everybody for hateful thought processes. With the press, they did not want opinions that run counter to those of whatever group is in charge to be removed from the sight of the citizens. I wish Mark Zuckerberg would share this common belief and the owner of Twitter. You know, he says that he's a tech platform whenever he's attacking or censoring conservatives, but in court in California, he claimed he was a media platform. You can't have it both ways. When Facebook first originated, it was for people to share thoughts and ideas, to post their own opinions and share them. And nobody was being censored until people started to recognize that the government was bad and it was the government he wanted, so then he started shutting them down. With speech, they felt that if somebody wanted to take a public opinion against, for example, overthrowing England's dominion, or in favor of permitting the institution of slavery to continue, they had the absolute right to do so. And I know that's awful and it sounds racist, but it's not. There will be people that exist throughout time in history that have different opinions and wrong opinions. But if you shut down somebody with a wrong opinion, you might as well shut down all opinion and then nobody's talking or sharing anything. James Madison, who was basically the chief architect of that document, the Bill of Rights, is quoted as saying, our First Amendment freedoms gives us the right to think what we like and say what we please. We must have these rights even if they are misused by a minority. Now, you can have minorities doing dumb things like the mass grouping on January 6th at Washington the majority of the people there were peaceable. I would say maybe 1% to 2% of the people were upset with the government and took it to extremes. Madison's and the founders like him fought hard for the right of every American to speak their mind for good or ill. 
They even made, as I said before, the decision to place it number one among the first of the Ten Amendments they decided upon. Freedom of expression is a fundamental human right. It also underpins most other rights and allows them to flourish. The right to speak your mind freely on important issues in society, access information, and hold the powers that be to account plays a vital role in the healthy development process of any society. Now, they'll try to tell you difference. They'll, they'll try to tell you that ill speech, that people who might be wrong serve no purpose. Well, they do. They make people think. They make people say, well, that's not right. But instead of having adult conversations, we then become violent and have... Uh, very angry reactions to them. Freedom of speech is also very essential because it allows thought. Leaders can share their ideas because they are like the future of the community or even nations at large. Another good reason why freedom of speech is essential is that it exposes unlawful activities. If freedom of speech did not exist how would we stop anybody from doing anything? It's tips. It's people saying things. And, and when a crime's committed, you might have 10,000 tips and only one's good. Do they not want any tips at all then? Do they want crimes not solved? One of the most important advantages of freedom of speech is that it helps to bring in peaceful changes without muzzling the government. People can mobilize, support, and protest on the street if their demands are justified and valid. Now, I'm not out there and I'm not a proponent of burning down businesses or trashing uh, private property like happened in Minnesota, Minneapolis, and in Portland, and in Seattle, and in California. All Democratic-controlled states, just to take that little jab at them. There is no doubt in my mind that today, freedom of speech is under assault. So I'm asking you to reconsider why this basic liberty even matters. I want you to ponder that. To exist in a free society, all citizens must be able to pursue their own paths, set their own goals, and think for themselves. Of course, in America and elsewhere, there are norms, orthodoxies, and taboos, and dissenting personalities frequently challenge these norms. We do not judge a civilization based on its dissenters, but by gauging how a society treats these descendants can tell you a lot about how truly free that society is. In some places, government silences or punishes those with unpopular viewpoints for refusing to sacrifice their independence and their ideas. This is what America has always fought against in every other nation, but it is, it, it's exactly what our government's doing to us today. They are attacking us for not liking them, for having unpopular thoughts about them. Yet they, they are proponents of it in any other nation. America offers a richer tradition and be better than countries that look down on this liberty of free speech. In America, the founders intended that the people remain free to express their ideas, even if those ideas are unpopular, unconventional, or wrong. 
though in many cases they may eventually be proven right. Many conspiracy theories in this nation have eventually, through the release of documents from our government, been found out that whoever first talked about it and was labeled a conspiracist was correct. Americans are thus free to participate in peaceful protests, to speak out against their government without fear of retribution, and to share their thoughts on any platform they choose. A speaker may say things that are unpopular, uncomfortable, or downright grotesque. But in a free society, we engage dissent through discussion and debate rather than through censorship and punishment. Once again, this is not the case in America today. Here we have one side that expects free speech but does not want to allow the opposition a voice. It's so funny when they were doing their protests, when they were speaking out and all the anger and angst towards former President Trump, but then when they did it, it was good. When Trump did it about them, it was it was awful and a crime punishable by law. These people, they, they just want it one way. We must always remember that free speech is linked to prosperity. After all, prosperity comes from ideas, and new ideas can thrive only in a society in which they are free from suppression. It's easy to think of widely embraced ideas that were once controversial, right? For example, the idea that children, regardless of race, should have the same educational opportunities. Thanks to our tradition of free speech, such forward-looking ideas reshaped our society for the better. We've not been a perfect civilization, but because of free speech, we're able to improve. But today we live in a culture, they call it the cancel culture, where people attack the speaker rather than engaging their ideas. Opponents vilify speakers and their message as hate speech or racist, and then attempt to drive them from the public square or deprive them of their livelihood. In worst case scenarios, disagreeable speech is met with violence. These attacks on the tradition of free speech are damaging to a free society and suppress uninhibited, robust, and wide-open debate. We see this in Hollywood all the time. Liberals can come out and speak and talk ill of former President Trump and talk about hating him. They've even mentioned killing him. Yet, if a conservative Hollywood person speaks out and says they don't like um, Joe Biden's ideas, they're blacklisted. They're unable to voice their opinion or do any more movies or TV shows because they had the audacity to speak out against socialism. Freedom of speech is an invaluable cornerstone of a free society, and it's worth fighting to protect. To many Americans, this is what former President Trump stood for, a man against the system of corruption, and this is what many in Washington wanted to stop, not the man himself, but the movement towards basic liberties. We were witnessed firsthand the hypocrisy of Democrats, who used even worse terminology than President Trump, yet to this day are still attempting to destroy not only the man, but the movement. We have to decide, are we going to allow that movement to be crushed? That's totally 100% up to you, right? Freedom of speech or free speech is the fundamental concept of an American society. 
It has always been and hopefully will always be the single biggest influence our society has had on every aspect of life and liberty throughout the world. Free speech is constitutionally defended human right, one which is bestowed upon everyone, regardless of gender, sex, religion, race, nationality, or any other identifying factor. Everybody wants to say that, oh, if this was a a person of color saying this, they would be handled differently. That might be so, but that's not the way our founders intended it. We have an opportunity. We have an opportunity to restore our nation. But in order to restore our nation, we need to restore our government back to its original um, bounds that it was meant for. So the question that I'm going to pose on today's show of the voice of a nation is why is free speech important? Seems foreign to many rational thinkers. However, based on recent anti-free speech rioters at college campuses, corporations like Facebook and Twitter, and a large percentage of the people we elected to protect this basic constitutional right, the question seems all too important to leave unanswered. You know well that government always kept a kind of standing army of news writers who, without any regard to truth or to what should be like truth, invented and put into the papers whatever might serve the government ministers. This suffices with the mass of the people who have no means of distinguishing the false from the true. That was written by Thomas Jefferson. So today, America is at a war for liberty. This war is being waged today, and most Americans do not even recognize it as being fought, partly because the opposition has done such a good job of either distracting people or just re-educating them with a socialist perspective. Freedom needs defending, and the defense will not provide from elected officials all across this country, for they are the ones dismantling it in the name of security, safety, Each elected official, either on the state or federal side, takes an oath to defend the Constitution, but many lawmakers either don't understand the founding documents or don't take its precepts seriously. This is a problem we're having. The defense of freedom ultimately rests in the hands of liberty-minded people, joining together to stand for what we know to be right. Congress basically uses three ways to abuse the Constitution. A, they ignore it. They just figure it's outdated, antiquated, and shouldn't matter in an evolved society is what they're going to try and tell you. They're going to misinterpret it like they do uh, the Second Amendment, which the next time I do a show will be on. They construe it to their own benefit that, hey, no, this isn't what the founders intended. Trust me. And I'm going to tell you, doing research on any constitutional thing, there are almost no conservative viewpoints that are left out there. They have eradicated them from the Internet. Um, You can see all kinds of views that free speech shouldn't be free. You should be able to limit hate speech. You should be able to limit fighting words. You should be able to limit this or that. It's not 
hard to find if you go to the Library of Congress because that will always exist, but they're going totally opposite of what the very people who created our nation spoke about. The last thing they do is they inappropriately amend it. If they don't like what the founding fathers did, they just change it. Or they don't change it and they just ignore it, like we said earlier. The amendments after the 10th Amendment, some people will say, well, the 14th Amendment was amazing. But no amendment after the 10th was good for this nation. I have to say that all we had to do was recognize the original intent that everybody had the same rights under God, no matter where they lived in the world, that everybody in the world had the same um, ability to prosper if they took it. We didn't need to do some of these things, but some of these things were done not for the betterment of our nation, but to control our nation. And that's terrifying to me. So where are you going to stand on free speech? Honestly, I'm going to tell you how bad it is. Uh, With my book, it has Liberty in the title, Origins of Liberty. I tried to run an ad on Facebook to target uh, conservative-minded people, constitutionally-minded people, open-minded people. And the Facebook ad reviewers sent me something saying that the ad was denied because of the word liberty that liberty was hateful and racist i was just shocked and dumbfounded that the basic precept of our nation our liberty was now being viewed as an intolerable thing for people to see or read a great book if you want to know the founding fathers past path to where they found our rights came from but facebook didn't see it that way they saw it as uh, liberty-minded and anybody who is liberty-minded is an extremist and needs to be targeted i fear for our children and our grandchildren in this nation I fear at the direction we're heading. I mean, if you look around at everything that has happened in 2020, 2021, with the massive violent protests in all these cities, with the mandates that we have to wear masks, with the inability to gather, this smells like a takeover to me and to many others. And that's my opinion. And you can say, wow, that's sort of crazy talk from Mr. Constitution. But if you've ever researched history, this is how it starts. This is where it begins. This is how governments um, begin to um, find out if they're in control or if God was in control. Now, for the most part, I don't believe that Every politician we have on our state and federal level are uneducated with no understanding of the U.S. Constitution. I do believe that they flat out ignore to push, um, ignore it 
to push personal or party agendas or to benefit their own special interest. Uh, the misinterpretation while happening daily in Congress is really prolific in the Supreme Court. Supreme Court was supposed to be set up to be the overseers of the Congress to make sure they follow the Constitution, but this body has now become both party-oriented and also has members who allow personal feelings and agenda and not law dictate their decisions. We have a current executive branch that publicly announces its hatred for the Constitution and constantly goes around Congress with the use of executive orders, knowing full well it has no authority, no authority to create law. I'm going to tell you this now. One day, your children or your grandchildren is going to ask you a question. Mom, Dad, Grandma, Grandpa, what were you doing when the freedoms of this country were taken away? How will you answer? Will you simply say, I stood right there watching it? You see, I was too busy to get involved. Freedom has a cost. I can't determine what the the cost is for you. You have to determine. It's not free. Places like this where, where people speak out, we're slowly being removed. We're slowly being targeted. But I'm not afraid to speak out. I'm afraid to stay silent. I'm going to share a story of, of my parents' history. My, my parents were Dutch immigrants to America, but they led their lives uh, being Americans. They ne- never claimed to be Dutch Americans. My mother at a very young age was taken off a bike trying to go to the store to get some groceries, a loaf of bread or something, by the Germans and put in a work camp for being a person of color. My mother had very dark hair, very dark skin coming from an area of Europe where um, that was a predominant uh, pigment of their skin. My father... And his brother were taken at young ages in their early teens and put into a work camp to help manufacture weapons for the Germans. Now, Holland fell very quickly to the Germans. And all throughout Europe, people were selling out free thinkers or people who opposed government to the regime. And this is sort of how our government wants you to act now, turning in people with dissenting opinions. My mother spent years sewing uniforms for uh, the German uh, troops. My father and his brother actually got away from their work camp and sought refuge in a house of worship. But they were sold out by somebody who felt uh, they could gain something from the Germans by turning in somebody. And these were young kids, mind you, early teens. And the German officers lined them up outside of the religious institute's building. And this is history. Uh, You can even find some of it documented under Alders and asked my grandmother, who I never met, which child she loved the most. And they had the gun on my dad's head. Uh, She said she couldn't answer that question as they started to squeeze the trigger, and then they turned it and killed my uncle. Never got to meet him either. 
But a lot of what is happening today, and I, I share that story because a lot of what is happening today is reminiscent to somebody who grew up with the stories of World War II, of people standing by not wanting to get involved and watching tyranny grow because they felt, well, right now, the Germans, they're not coming after me. They're going after that person. You know how the old poem goes, you know, they, they came after the Jews, they came after uh, this group, this group, and then eventually they came after me and there was nobody left to fight. That's just a paraphrasing of it. The actual quote's much better. But this is where we're at today. They're separating us with mask mandates. They are shutting down businesses because my opinion and the opinion of the founding fathers and generations of free thinking presidents in this nation always knew a strong middle class was always a threat to government because if you're not dependent upon government for your daily bread and water, you will resist government if they turn evil. We are walking down a fine path, and many of you out there or some of you out there might say, well, you know, this has been the moniker of conservative radios for decades, that America's on its last leg, that we're on that bus heading for a cliff, and, and when are we finally going to go over it? But I've lived a pretty long time on this planet, not, not as long as, as most, and my whole life I've spent in this country, and... I grew up in school as a Reagan child where we were more united as a nation than we are today by far. And slowly I've watched and tried to stand up against the encroachment on our liberties. Yet I've failed at every attempt. We might have slowed it down, me and people like me. But we, we've never been able to stop it. And at one point, they were sort of quiet with their takeover of America and the twisting of our constitutional republic into a socialist nation. Now they don't hide it. Now you have people who swore an oath to our constitutional republic speak about socialism serving in office, which is totally unacceptable and totally criminal under... USC code 57311. The turning point is not happening anymore. I want you to honestly think and, and take time to ponder and see if the abuses inflicted upon the American people today are not worse than they were at the time of the founding of our nation. We have... A government today who does not believe that they're answerable to us. They totally ignore our wishes. This is a total takeover, a total control. Why? Sometimes I think it's because of the massive debt they've placed our children and our grandchildren in. They know they've bankrupted our nation and before everything collapses and they turn us over to a foreign power like China that they have to disarm us, they have to silence us, they have to separate us. 
it's been said by generals of China and Russia and every enemy America ever had that the only way to take over our nation would be to indoctrinate generations of our children to accept socialism and deny that history like the Holocaust ever happened. So I'm asking you today to share this message. There are some amazing people. I'm not a regular host on America Out Loud. Uh, Far from it. I'm a friend of Malcolm, and, and that's why I'm here. I never thought I'd get back on the radio because it was so depressing to me, always feeling like I'm alone standing up. But when I go to places like Washington on January 6th and I saw the million plus people peacefully waving the American flag, singing patriotic songs and talking to each other, um, I had a total different experience than what is portrayed through the media. But people like me are never going to be invited to share our voice in Washington, D.C. It's just not going to happen. Make sure you go to the website, you check out the articles, you listen to the other hosts, you find some that have the same passions of you. But remember never to place one passion above the overall goal of protecting liberty on all of these passions. Because if we do not, do not unite under this cause of liberty, under the cause of restoring the original intent of the Constitution, then we are in massive trouble as a nation. I hope God blesses every one of you I hope you all find it within your heart to become an advocate for ending hate in this nation, for uniting around basic liberties, and for standing up for what's right in this nation. Go to the bookstore, look up my book, uh, Origins of Liberty. Malcolm was nice enough to put it there. And until next time, God bless. Love you.